amen, I'm going to make it quick. I'm not going to prolong it, but I'm saying that right now, amen. But however the Lord leads, that's how we're going to go, amen. So Genesis 39, 1 through 18, and then I'm going to read verses 22 to 23, amen. Because after Joseph was sold into slavery, this is where it starts, amen. It says, and Joseph was brought down to Egypt, and Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, captain of the guards, an Egyptian, bought him of the hands of the Ishmaelites, which had bought him down thither. And the Lord was with Joseph. I want you to listen to that. The Lord was with Joseph, amen. And he was a prosperous man, and he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian, and his master saw that the Lord was with him, amen. See, it's a good thing when people can see that the Lord is with you, amen. The Lord made all that he did to prosper in his hands, and Joseph found grace in his sight, and he served him, and he made him overseer over his house and all that he had he put into his hands. Now, this man was a slave, amen, but the master put everything in his hands, amen, and it came to pass from the time that he had made him overseer in his house and over all that he had that the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sake, amen, for Joseph's sake, amen. So when you with someone, they reap the benefits that you reap. Amen. The Lord blessed the Egyptian house for Joseph's sake, and the blessings of the Lord was upon all that he had in the house and in the field. And he left all that he had in Joseph's hand, and he knew not all he had. Amen. Save the bread which ye did eat. And Joseph was a goodly person and well favored. And it came to pass after these things that the master's wife cast her eyes upon Joseph and said, lie with me. Amen. So when it says this here, it says a goodly person and well favored. Y'all know what that means. Amen. Joseph was a good looking man. Amen. Because the, the master's wife cast her eyes on him. Amen. But he refused and said unto his master's wife, Behold, my master runneth not. What is with me in the house? And he has committed all that he hath to my hands. There is none greater in this house than I. Neither has thee kept back anything from me but thee. Because thou art his wife, how can, how then can I do this great wickedness? Many people see your goodness but they want to try to cause you to do some things that are out of God's will for you. Amen. And it came to pass as she spake to Joseph day by day that he hearkened not unto her to lie by her and to be with her. And it came to pass after this time that Joseph went into the house to do his business. And there was none of the men of the house there within. And she caught him by his garment saying, lie with me. And he left his garment in her hand and fled and got out. Amen. And it came to pass when she saw that he had left his garment in her hand and she fled forward, that she called unto the men of the house and spake unto them, saying, See, he has brought in a Hebrew unto us to mock us. 
meaning to make us look bad. Amen. He came in unto me to lie with me, and I cried with a loud voice. And it came to pass when he heard that I lifted my voice and cried, that he left his garment with me and fled and got him out. Amen. And she said, lay up his garment by her until the Lord came home. And she spake unto him according to these words, saying, the Hebrew servant which thou hast brought unto us came in unto me to mock me. And it came to pass as I lifted up my voice and cried that he left his garment with me and fled. Now, Joseph again, after this whole situation, after the master found out, Joseph again is thrown into a place he didn't want to be or deserve. Amen. But the favor of God was with him. Amen. So you have to understand in the beginning, because it, it, it talks about Joseph in Genesis 37. But then in 38, you don't hear nothing else about him. But then in 39, it picks up here. Amen. But Joseph was doing what he needed to do as a man of God, and yet and still, he continued to go through things. Amen. Now, 22 says this, and the keeper of the prison committed Joseph's hand all the prisons that were in the prison, and whatsoever they did, there he was doer of it. So it didn't matter where they put Joseph, he was coming out. Amen. It didn't matter where they put him, because after this with the wife, they threw him in prison. Amen. But the, the keeper of the prison committed to Joseph's hand all the prisoners. So it was put in his hand again. That's the favor of God. Amen. The keeper of the prison looked not to anything that was under his hand because the Lord again was with him. Amen. So the Lord was with him in 37. The Lord was with him in 39. No matter where he went, the Lord was with him. Amen. Now. Throughout his difficult ordeal, Joseph chose to trust God with everything that was happening to him, and therefore he was able to carry on with his life, endeavoring to do his best in everything that was required of him. Amen. It didn't matter where Joseph was. If it was in prison, he was doing the right thing. If he was being accused, he was doing the right thing. Amen. The things that Joseph went through, Joseph's life was up and down. Amen. So many of us, sometimes when we go through ups and downs, we don't know what we're going to do. Amen. But God, but Joseph trusted God. Amen. Joseph's life was up and down. His brothers didn't like him because he was his father's favorite. And no matter what he did, something always happened. Amen. Something always happened. Now, we will or have gone through things like this one time or another, and some might be dealing with some of this stuff that I'm talking about right now, amen? There's some people in here right now, those that I'm looking at, that are dealing with a situation or coming out of a situation or going through or coming out right now, amen? But Joseph, he was being mistreated by the people close to him, being falsely accused, thrown in a prison or thrown in a pit, but today we call that what? Being thrown under the bus. That's what we call it, ain't it? And I'm going to tell you this. Sometimes when people throw you under the bus, believe me, they backing that bus up too because they trying to do the job completely. Amen. Some people come in our lives not just to throw us under the bus but to take us out. Amen. But patiently waiting for God through our trials, one thing we have to remember in our struggles is that when we are down to nothing, God is up to something. Amen. 
God is up to something. So you have to understand, some people, when you see, why am I going through what I'm going through? Because God has something preparing for you, amen? But we have to wait patiently for it to happen. Don't put your hands in it because God's already got it, amen? The trials that we go through come to strengthen us, amen? Some don't want to go through it, but let me tell you, when you go through, God is doing something in your life, amen? The one who holds our today, tomorrow, and our future is in complete and total control, amen? We're not in control of everything, amen? Especially if we're trusting God to see us through. He's the one that's in control. Now, Deuteronomy 31 and 6 tells us this. And I'm reading this out of another translation. But it says, be strong and of good courage. Fear not, nor be afraid of them. For the Lord thine God, he it is that doeth go with thee. He will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. Amen. He will not fail you or forsake you. Amen. Now, in the life of Joseph, what happened here teaches us to learn to see God's presence with us, even in the midst of great suffering. Now, I know the last thing we want to look at is to see that God is in the midst of what we're going through, amen, because we're so focused on the situation that we're in or the trial that we're going through that we're not focused on nothing else but that, amen. But see, saints, your trials and your situations are this, but your God is greater than that, Amen. And that's what we need to focus on, amen? Father God is with his people even in our suffering, in our laboring, and in the face of temptation that has come against us, amen? Everybody will be tempted. Everybody will be tried. Ain't nobody exempt for any of that, amen? But God will bring us out if we trust him and not put ourselves to trying to do it ourselves, amen? Now, when you read this, the Lord was with Joseph in everything that he did, in every place that he was, amen. What we see is that even in the suffering, it's not that the Lord has gone anywhere, amen. If you're in a dark pit, God is with you, amen. He said, I will never leave you, nor forsake you, amen. In fact, the Lord is with Joseph as he suffered and in the midst of his suffering for Joseph and for us, these times are used to remind us and to ensure us that the Lord is with us in the good times as well as the bad. Amen. See, we praising and singing and kicking up our heels and this and that when everything is peachy keen, right? But then when we going through, how are we? Oh, woe is me. That's not the time for that because you have to understand that as you're saying woe is me, God is still with you. Amen. Also, to give a reminder to those who lack, what is that? What does lack mean? I told y'all about this before. Many times when people are blessed and their blessings gone through and they're going through something, they don't remember the blessings that God had for them before. Amen. We forget the blessings that God has brought us through because we're in a situation that we don't want to be. Amen. For those times the trials ahead to remember that the Lord is with his people throughout. God does not leave you in anything, but he's always there for you. Amen. Isaiah 41.10 tells us this. It says, fear thy not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thine God. I will strengthen thee, yea. I will help thee, yea. I will uphold thee with my right hand of my righteousness. Amen. 
So God is still in the midst, amen. He's still in the midst, amen. Now let me say this. None of God's children go through anything alone, amen. None. None. None of us go through anything alone in life. God is always there with us, but we need to know how to call on him. Amen. Now, let me say this. Because as children of God, God is there to see us through, to help us through, to strengthen us as we go through. But there was one who had to go through something that none of us would want to go through. Amen. And that is Jesus. Amen. Jesus went through everything by himself now not not everything but I'm gonna say this Jesus went through it by himself amen Jesus did it alone so we wouldn't be alone when we go through it amen he did it alone so we wouldn't have to go through anything alone amen there are times many feel as though no one cares amen we all feel that way sometimes I don't think nobody really cares about me I don't know. Ain't nobody calling me. Ain't nobody reaching out to me or nothing like that. I don't think nobody cares about me. But don't, 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 don't be that way, amen? Because you have to understand the one that you truly need is right there with you. Speak, amen? But think about Jesus when he went through. Jesus knew rejection and loneliness on the highest level, amen? You think you lonely. You think you going through. He experienced all of that, not only the betrayal of his own disciples, the ones who spent most of the time with Jesus, amen. They were the closest to him. There were many others who followed Jesus. When the religious leaders questioned Jesus, they were there, amen. See, it's good to see when you're going in a fight and you got I got my crew with me here. I got, we, we good, we good. But as soon as they look out and see what's coming against them, when you turn your back, that's how the disciples, that's what they did to Jesus, amen. When he healed the sick and the demon possessed, they were there. They saw firsthand the miracles that Jesus performed on those that were in need, amen. They saw it firsthand. So, If you see someone on a boat and they can tell the winds and the waves to obey, would you follow that person continuously? If I knew you had that much power in your voice, would you follow them? Absolutely. 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 At the Last Supper, they were there. Amen? See, everything that Jesus did, the disciples were there. They saw this stuff firsthand. We are hearing about it, but they saw it firsthand, amen? When Jesus was arrested, they were there. Oh, they were there for the arrest. They were there. They saw it. But when the uh, persecution and crucifixion, where were they? When the persecution came upon Jesus and the crucifixion came upon Jesus, where were they? You can only trust somebody so far, amen. What is that saying? I trust you as far as I can throw you or whatever. 
That's how it is with men. Amen. I got your back. I'm there for you. But then when you reach out and you're in need, when you know what's about to happen to you, where are they? Amen. Jesus was alone for the first time. Jesus was all alone. Amen. He couldn't call on his disciples. They hadn't left. Many would think leaving someone you say you love in their hour of need is betrayal. Amen. I read a story the other day about football player, his wife. She had cancer. He filed for divorce. Through the good and the bad, through richer and poor, you can't do nothing for me, so I'm just going to go ahead and file for divorce. That's man, amen? That is man, amen? When the good times are happening, the healing, the deliverance, the feeding of the multitude, the miracles, they were there. As long as the good times are going on, I got your back. As long as the good times are going on, I'm there with you. But as soon as I see any static, anything bad about to happen, I'm out. I'm out. Not only the people turned against Jesus or turned against him, but this is the part here. The disciples left the one that they said they loved, amen? They turned their backs. They went back, amen? But listen, but also the father himself turned his face away from Jesus. Now, hold on. The father himself turned his face away from Jesus for a time, amen? For a time. Why? Because Jesus bore all of the sins of the world. The father can't look on that, amen? That's why he turned his back. That's why he couldn't look upon his son. Because of the sins of us. That's why our past and present future sins, father had to turn his back on his own son. Jesus had never been separated from his father ever. Amen? So can you imagine that? The one that you've never been away from, the one you've never been apart from, had to turn his back. But the only reason he did it was what? Because of man, because of our future sins, our past and present sins. Amen? Jesus even through something will never, Jesus went through something that we will never, ever experience. And when I say never, ever experience, I'm talking about true loneliness. See, we seem to think we're lonely because there's no one around for us to talk to. Jesus didn't have anybody to talk to, and he didn't have nobody to look to, amen? True loneliness, only he knows what it's all about, amen? Only Jesus knows. You, you think you're lonely because ain't nobody in the household with you, amen? But you don't know what true loneliness is because the thing is this. Even though you're in the house, there's always someone for, the, for you to talk to, amen? Jesus couldn't even do that. A loneliness we will never experience, Jesus had to go through. Now, turn with me to Hebrews 4.15, amen? A loneliness 
something we never had to experience, amen? In Hebrews 4.15, it says this. It says the high priest understands our weaknesses, and our weaknesses are this. If ain't nobody around me, I'm lonely. I'm lonely. I need somebody to talk to. The high priest understands our weakness, for he faced all the same testing we do, yet he did not sin. Don't think you are talking to God who doesn't care. You are not talking to a God that doesn't care, amen? God hears everything you say, amen? And if you give him time to speak, he's going to say something to you. It may be through his word. It may be through one of his, his, his people, amen? But the you know, sometimes the problem is this. We get on our knees, say our prayers, and we up. And don't give God a chance to say anything. Amen. And we wonder, you, we, we ask that question, does God still speak to people today? God constantly speaks to his people. The problem is, is we don't give him time to speak. Amen. He knows. Amen. Jesus has experienced that. He has felt it. He knows it. And he did it that we may not have to go through loneliness, amen? Now, Hebrews 4.16 tells us this. As Hebrews 4.16 says, let us, and this is in your house, in your cars, at work, in the bathroom, wherever you are, amen? But it says, let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of needs, amen? Your only help that you truly going to get is through Christ Jesus, amen? And you may think that it may be a friend or family member coming to you. That's only because God sent him, amen? Throughout all our days, we have been loved by God even when we've chosen to run, even when we relied on ourselves and earthly devices rather than his grace, even when we turned our back on his greatest gift, Jesus, Amen? even when we turn our back on Jesus, amen? Now, many doors have been shut in Jesus' face, amen? Many doors, amen? He waits patiently. He waits for us once again to open and allow him in, amen? Don't you know that we have ample opportunities to receive Christ, amen? But many of us have just slammed the door. And as Pastor said today, what you hear today, share with someone, amen? Because there's many people that you know that have heard of Jesus, know of Jesus, and have slammed the door in his face, amen? When we give up on him, he never gives up on us, amen? Never gives up on us. Isaiah 53, 53 and 3 tells us this. It says, he is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrow and acquainted with grief. And we hid as it were our faces from him. He was despised and we esteemed him not. Amen. The one that you see that is able to do all things. Amen. Sometimes we feel alone in the world. Jesus understands this feeling. 
in a human sense, he was alone in everything that he had to deal with, amen, through this crucifixion, amen. No one wanted, hey, you want to take Jesus' place? No, I'm good. Now, you know ain't nobody going to say, I'll take the place, amen. Jesus was sinless. No one on earth could identify with what he was going through and what he was about to go through, amen. No one could say to Jesus, I know what you're going through. No, you don't. No, you don't, amen. It's going to be all right. No, it ain't. Things come in our lives to make us stronger. Yes, they do. It's not as bad as you think it is, Jesus, when you go up on that cross. It's not as bad as you think it is when you go up on that cross, Jesus. You know, you got to do it. His sorrow and grief began way before Gethsemane, amen. Jesus was in a place no other human was able to go, amen. No other human was able to go. 2 Corinthians 5.21 tells us this. It says, for he has made himself to be sin for us. And I'm not talking about those that were with him at the time. I'm talking about us today. Amen. I'm talking about us today. We, he, or when, knew no sin that we might be made the righteousness of God. Amen. For he has been made to be sin for us who knew no sin. Jesus didn't even know what sin was. That we might be made the righteousness of God. He came down here to bring us up. Amen. He saw where we were going. But, but have you ever wondered why he did what he did and why he had to go with this alone? Amen. Because when you look at this, when they came to arrest Jesus, Peter didn't faint. Amen. Because we all know what Peter did. Peter got to swinging a sword, amen? Peter was swinging a sword and didn't even think about what Jesus said. Peter and the others forgot everything Jesus had been teaching them about why he came to walk among men, amen? They wanted Jesus to say, but Jesus had to leave. There was a reason he had to leave. Because of the sinful things that men were doing, amen? That Jesus had to give his life for each and every one of us, amen? Now, Matthew 26 and 56 says this. It says, but all this was done that the scriptures of the prophets might be fulfilled, that all the disciples forsook him and fled. Amen. I'm out, Jesus. I can't do it. I'm sorry. I, this is just too much. I didn't sign up for this. Amen. See, when people sign up for something, they want to know what's going to happen from the beginning to the end. Amen. And all this time that they were there with Jesus, he was telling them, What's going to happen in the beginning and what's going to happen in the end? Amen. But when they saw the end coming, what do you think they did? I'm out. Two of them. See you later, Jesus. But Matthew 16, 21 says this. It says, for the time forth began Jesus to show unto his disciples how that he must go unto Jerusalem and suffer many things of the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and be raised again the third day. Amen. He had to do it, saints. And he had to do it alone. But you would think that some would have at least, Jesus, we there, we, 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 we gonna be with you to the end, and this and that. Everybody was saying all of that in the beginning. No, we don't want you to give your life. Amen. 
He came to redeem us, to bring us back to the Father. Amen. Now, Peter, however, did follow Jesus at a distance. He was willing to completely abandon his Savior. He wasn't willing to completely abandon his Savior quite yet. Everyone has left Jesus and fled, but one of his closest to him denied even knowing him. Amen. Now, it's all right if you say it, uh, I ain't going with you. But when you're questioning about, I don't know who he is. But he had to reach into something else so he can say, I'm a part of y'all, not him. He had to get the cussing. I want to show y'all that I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a real sinful man. So I'm going to get the cussing so y'all know that I'm not a part of him. Amen. On the cross, in his last moments, Jesus said, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why did he forsake or forsook Jesus? Amen. Because of us. He had to do it. Amen. If it wasn't for Jesus, we wouldn't be where we are right now. Amen. The loneliness that Jesus had to suffer being apart from his father. Amen. Can you imagine the love that you have for your children? The love that you have for your children. And you have to be apart from them. And I mean a permanent part where you won't be around them. Amen. Let me close with this. Amen. In all of his agony, while, on, while all the world's sins were upon him, Jesus was carrying a burden no other could, but in all that God the Father had separated himself from the Son for the first time in eternity. Amen? The one that was always there with you. You can't reach out to him. The one that you could always talk to, you couldn't. Amen. Because he had to turn away because of the sin of man. Amen. How can we even begin to comprehend? Amen. We can't. Amen. We can't comprehend what Jesus was going through. And we can't comprehend what Jesus was thinking at the time that he was going through it. Amen. That would be like we don't have to. Why? Jesus did this so we wouldn't have to go through this, amen? So we wouldn't have to go through this. Jesus died on the cross alone so we would never have to know that kind of loneliness, amen? See, even with, when we're in our own house and we feel that no one's there, you can still reach out and talk to someone. You can always reach out and call someone, amen? Jesus couldn't even do that. Because the ones that said they loved him, left him. And the one that we know loves him had to turn his back for a moment because of what Jesus was going through. Amen. But he had to do this for us, saints. We never know how to know what eternity separation from God is like. We don't have to know that now. Amen. We don't have to know what eternal separation from God is. Amen. We can spend every moment of 
our time here on earth knowing that the Holy Spirit resides within us and nothing can separate us from the love of God. Amen. Jesus died alone so we would never truly be alone. Amen. As long as we've chosen to accept Jesus as our Savior, it had to be him alone who suffered and died for us. Amen. I can't redeem myself and I can't redeem any of you. Amen. That's only him that can do that. Amen. We are never alone even when we are without human interaction. Father God has sent his spirit to dwell continuously in our hearts. We'll never be alone because we have his spirit within us sealed. Amen. We have that spirit sealed within us. Amen. Guiding us, strengthening us, living in us and through us. Amen. Saints, with that being said, this is an opportunity for each of us when we leave this place to share what Father God has shared with us today. Amen. There are people out there that are lonely. There are people out there that are sad. Amen. But they need to understand your loneliness doesn't have to be anymore. Amen. Because there is one that will live in you and be with you throughout. Amen. So this is an opportunity for us to share with our families and friends. As Pastor said, Look at the times that we're in now. Amen. This is the time that we got to share with those out there that we come in contact with. Amen. With that being said, I turn it over to Pastor. Amen.